0: Welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast. My name is Michael Worth. I'm here with Paul Ramey. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. This is a interesting show. We are winging it, so to speak. Uh, I, I
1: blew this. There's going to be chicken wings? Yeah. Well,
0: no. Oh, oh. Damn it. <laughs> I, I blew this one out of the water. I was, uh, I was prepared for something, and then something came up. You know how it happens. But uh, then I thought, hey, we'll just... We'll just get in front of the microphones and start talking. I mean, we'll get the spirits out. We'll start drinking, and, and it'll happen. Is that so, what we're
1: doing? Normally, you tell me what the topic is Like when I get here, and I yeah. realize as we've, we've started rolling, I don't know what the topic
0: is. Well, that's that's fine. Today's topic. Uh, it's kind of a... I, I did a blog post uh, as part of my, my weekend coffee break thing that I do. Um, and today's... Podcast is basically based on, you know, how distractions, let me make this clear, how distractions kind of kill your dream, right? And I I think that goes in a lot of different ways. Distractions could be money, distractions could be, you know, just. The audible distractions. If you're like, like in our case, we're recording this now, and if we have somebody banging on the door, we got to stop what we're doing, and you know that sort of thing. Nobody's going to bang on the door, I hope, but <laughs> you get the idea. But but it is a killer of dreams. Do you agree? Yes. All right. So and that is Facebook,
1: the, Internet, that's exactly, a exactly. As
0: well. But to further the complications of distractions today, I have a tasty little beverage, just regular old Jim Beam white label.
1: What is there a difference between white label and whatever the other? Oh labels? yeah, yeah. There's, there's it's a. Just like Jack Daniels, ain't it? They're all the same, I think.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> don't do that.
1: <laughs> no, seriously though, no. Um
0: I, I'm a Scotch fan myself. I like a lot of Scotch. This is not Scotch, by the way, Paul. This is not Scotch. This is a uh, Kentucky bourbon. I like that Glenfiddich.
1: It is good, isn't it? Oh my God! <laughs> All right, this is Kentucky bourbon. I'm gonna have a little bit of this. Yeah, it's
0: Kentucky bourbon. Uh, we got it. We got it on ice. It's uh, you can drink it neat. You can drink it in. What I like about white label is it's very diverse. You can put it in Coke. You can put it in uh, a glass. You can however you want to do it. Right? It's not very expensive. It, it's actually well here in the U.S. It's not. I don't know what it, it might be elsewhere, but. Um, it to me is just a really easy drinking, sipping, sitting on the front porch in your swing type of whiskey, if that makes any sense. Did I paint a good picture there?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm looking at the bottle here and, uh, I'm blind, so that's, uh, not real good, but, uh,
0: they were established, I think in 1795.
1: I can't, it says this one's been aged four years.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it, it's a relatively young whiskey in terms of the way whiskey is aged. But I remember on a tour of the facility down there at Jim Beam, they had mentioned that um, because the varying degrees of the climate in Kentucky, you know, it gets really cold and gets really hot, that four years in Kentucky, they
1: feel is like eight years somewhere else really yeah so. it says on here it says age for four long years mm-hmm. so and maybe that's what they mean for long years i don't know <laughs> well you just took a sip of that you were slick because i was running my mouth and yeah when it, you got there i yeah. haven't tried it yet but and now the white label and the black label is different for some reason right is there a black label they, they
0: do have different labels okay. yeah uh they have different kinds too they got um Devil's Cut is
1: actually really I, good. I've seen Mila Kunis talk about that. Yeah, That's all the reason I noticed. Yeah, I
0: forgot about Mila Kunis. That's, oh, I yeah. never
1: forget about Mila Kunis. <laughs> but, uh, I noticed his
0: bottle's empty. <laughs> burp. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, I put mine in a decanter for those who can't see. Uh, I keep a lot of my whiskey that way. In now, fact, I got to bring this up because my wife, she's a rock star. Um, my birthday is this week, and... She bought me this. Uh, I wish you could see it.
1: I'm, I might post a picture. Yeah, you got it. to. No, you have got to post a picture.
0: I but. will post a picture then. It's it's a globe, right? It's a glass globe. The outer edges of the glass is etched with the continents. Inside is this intricate little ship um, that kind of seems to float in the whiskey. Yeah, this right? is badass. I love and it. You, you pour your whiskey in it. And I keep rum in mine because... I th- when I see ships, I think of rum. Right. So it makes sense to me, but uh, it's it's really neat. It's uh it's, it's special to me, really. You know, I, I'm glad that she got it. She did real good. Um, She's a keeper. She
1: is. So let's get into the discussion on this. Well, just a second. You made you talked about everything that this Jim Beam goes good with, but yeah. I mean, we're drinking it with just some ice in it. Yeah, yeah, I like it this way. This is a good sipper. Let's see what this is like.
0: Oh, he's God. he's he's trying it for the very first time. <laughs> he he got the bite. Do you, can you taste the smokiness? Is there yes. a, is there a smoky? Yeah, yeah. That af- good.
1: The after is great.
0: Yeah, boy, that is different it's than Jack really, Daniels, ain't it? Yes, I it mean, is. it
1: totally is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, it's wow. It's the whole process is different. You know, Jack Daniels uses charcoal to filter a lot of it, and and this this is not done that way. So when people say, oh, I love bourbon, and they, they get you the Jack Daniels, th- that's Tennessee whiskey. Jack Daniels is not bourbon. I know it's very similar with the grains and, and all that, but...
1: Wow, I don't hate not, this. This no, is crazy.
0: It's, it's pretty good, yeah. I'm it's, stunned. Yeah, it's really good yeah. for the price. I mean, you just, you can't beat it. It's something that I think every whiskey aficionado needs to have in their cabinet. You know, it's, it's easy. You don't spend a lot of money on it. You know, it's, it's your everyday whiskey.
1: My sinuses are cleared out. This is a great day. Yeah. This is a great day for art and a great day for it sinuses. Is. It and is. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and, <bourbon. laughs> and I know a lot of people are thinking,
0: why do these guys always drink like this before talking about art? Why, why is it? Well, there's a lot of reasons to it. I won't go into great details, but
1: you know, obviously, I enjoy a good drink. Yeah, and you enjoy my reaction as a basically, yeah, a, it's a, a straight edge guy. Yeah, you know that uh, <laughs> that has now become a al- Sunday alcoholic, apparently. right?
0: And and we <laughs> <a> Sunday alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have brunch.
1: <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I like this. I like it with the ice in it. This is it yeah, it's it's easy to drink. There's like a hint of, like vanilla. To yeah. Me, and yeah. I is. don't know
0: why, but that's the oak barrel. They they say that you get a little bit of vanilla out of the the natural sugars in the wood. Hmm. So
1: you know, and and I don't know. What are we talking about, today Mike? Well, we uh, how are we going to tie this in the art?
0: This is, diff- this is difficult, but you know, we're distracted. That's exactly what we're talking about. So you know, anywho, I I, I find distractions. Really keep us from our dreams because uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. I want to talk about a book real bad, and I don't want to do it yet because if I do it, we're essentially getting done with the entire podcast in ten minutes. So, um, where was I going with that? You got to help me here because I really am getting distracted. This is funny. I'm thinking yeah, about all
1: the different things. You're getting distracted by. The process,
0: yeah, even and too much stuff there's too many things to talk about. I'm just overwhelmed with all the possibilities, and that too, could be a distraction, but nonetheless let me let me get into the details here because i I feel like we might be losing listeners who who are trying to wait for this big epic moment. are they jumping off the ship they they might be into the decanter water <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think I mean, do you ever get distracted when you're working on a project and you're just
1: really intent on getting something completed and something else comes up? Oh yeah, man. You can't anytime I set aside time and this is gonna be this is gonna be the time when the inspiration is gonna hit and I'm going to finish this project, it's I have I have somebody that stopped by the house that I haven't seen in three years and they just drove by and decided to stop by or or the the technology is working against me yeah um any number of things just you know stressed out because okay now I've wasted a half hour and and I only got two hours to finish this and now i've now I got an hour and a half, and yeah. uh, it can be any number of things i I feel like if I put too much if I put too much pressure on trying to get something done on a kind of a superficial deadline mm-hmm. i can't I can't get anything done that's true. The, it's true. almost like the universe conspires against you to to slow you down.
0: Yeah, I think
1: you mentioned time there.
0: And I, I really I want to address that because the book I'm reading talks about type C personalities. And he he describes how all of us who with type C, meaning creatives, uh we all have this innate Problem with time. We focus a lot. We get distracted by the past because of what we haven't completed or what we might re- regret. Yep. And then we get distracted by our future, knowing that we're running out of time to make the art that we want to make. And in essence, those two forces, past and future, are really, this is my interpretation of what he was saying, those two forces really come down hard on a creative right now and it can create a distraction because they're too focused on everything else besides now when like in my case with a painting i can sit there and go oh i wish i'd have done this years ago or i wish wish i'd have done this or that and and i'm running out of time you know and i start letting procrastination kind of kick in right and I get distracted by something else. Maybe it's, oh, I don't want to do this now. I'll just go watch Stranger Things on Netflix or or whatever. And then I don't make anything. And then tomorrow I regret, again, not doing something I did yesterday.
1: Yeah, I'm right with you on that. So
0: I, I, I think I'm not alone. I mean, and you're not alone. I know there's a lot of creatives who do that. So time is a distraction. And if we can learn to let go of the time, perhaps we can actually make art. Because we have today. Make sense? It does. Um, I definitely don't want to make this episode a complete answer for how to get rid of distractions. But, you know, I think you need to set yourself up with a a good working environment. You've got to have good practices
1: involved. Well, we've mentioned that before, too. It it makes a big difference if if your supplies are on hand you're going to be ready to make art. If mm-hmm. if you got to dig through three bags in the closet, to get your camera out. It's going to hinder you yeah. making art. If you got to set all your equipment up to record, it's going to hinder you for yeah making art. You yeah. know, if all your, your painting stuff is in the garage and, and in five totes, you know, for me anyway, and we've talked about this before. I mean, there's a lot of people that can plan mm-hmm. for, Uh, creativity. I cannot do that. Yeah, Creativity happens when it happens for me. So you essentially wait for your muse to whisper in your ear and you're excited about it and you go off and do it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I might sit on the couch with a, with a bass or a guitar and, and in between commercials on a show, I'll hit something. i will be like, Oh man, that riff's cool. And then all of a sudden there, there I am. Everything's turned off. I'm running to my studio. I'm trying to get this, get this out of my head. But if I, If I go down and say, "Well, I got, I got between three and six to create something out of thin air," you know, it's nine times out of ten that's not going to happen for me. But there's a lot of guys that can do that. There's a lot of that's the that's what's neat about art and artists. There's a lot of prolific people that's put out, you know, that just churn songs out or churn paintings out and just do all this work and it's all great. And then there's guys that. I mean, like me, I feel like there's a a finite amount of good songs in me, and sometimes I wonder, well, is that is is that it? Is that the last one? Um, well, is the well dry? You know, every time I create something, I I feel like that. I feel like yeah, that that might be it. That might be the last one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it makes me wonder. If somebody like Robert Plant feels it's like, how's he ever going to top Stairway <laughs> to Heaven? You, you know, you know right, what I'm saying. Right. That's yeah. Or nickelback with MBOP. Here we go. <laughs> the nickelback, the uh the Jackson Pollock of music for you. Yeah, right. They actually they got a couple songs that, that aren't terrible. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I-, I you know what I I think this is a good example of being able to control your distractions. Because I think I know I'm not alone at this. When I go take a shower, you oh know, yeah, describe the, it. <laughs> the only sound <laughs> you're hearing, or I'm hearing, I should say. I don't. I'm not really in there with other people uh, normally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, this uh, is taking a dark uh, turn. Uh, it
0: is. It is. It's the alcohol. Whiskey makes me crazy. Um, when I'm in the shower and I'm, you know, not distracted by. Other things, you know, I don't I don't have social media right in front of my face. And I I, I need to address this because uh Scott Winterborne on Discord in our in our lounge on Discord just mentioned that, you know, he gets one of his biggest distractions is social media. He starts to go down a rabbit hole. And it, that's easy for all of us to do. I think look how much time we spend
1: on that. Oh and, yeah. I you, mean, yeah, me and myself your phone and very guys. included. And it's uh just think if you were practicing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not creating, if you're just honing your skills, um, look at all that time. Yeah. Nothing wrong with social media, nothing wrong with, right. with wasting time on the internet. It's the amount. Yeah. And I'm very guilty of that too. I yeah. mean, I'm looking at nothing. I'm doing nothing that is enriching uh right. me as a person, spiritually, mentally, right, um, creatively. And what am I doing? You know, what are you doing? That's
0: yeah. Yeah, if it's getting in the way, it's killing your dream. That's the whole point of this, what I'm trying to say here. Uh, if you're on there and you're socializing and you're you're doing things because you want to relax and you want to socialize, that's one thing. But if it's preventing you from actually getting something done and it's getting in the way of you and your dream, it's, it's a hindrance. It's a distraction. It's something you ought to probably put away and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this instead. But back to the shower, it's, for me, it's, when I'm in there, I'm completely isolated from everything, and some of my best thoughts are in the shower, and I find myself hurrying to get ready once I get out of the shower so I can run in the studio and actually do
1: yeah. something, and I, I know there's a lot of other people like that, so. It's funny you mention that because uh, if I remember right, on, one of, on our very first podcast, or maybe our second one, I think think we touched on um there's a phenomenon and i don't know i can't remember the name of it um but you guys can look it up um there's a if if you're doing something that's mundane that does not take a uh, thought you know something that's considered just using your right brain it can allow the creative parts in your brain to just kind of come out because you're mm-hmm. doing something on autopilot there's a um i if i remember right i was uh saw an interview with terry cruz believe it or not um you know the old spice guy with yeah, the with the yeah. pegs. so you know he's he writes a lot of uh stories a lot of comedy bits a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. and he talked about how he gets a lot of his ideas when he's running on the treadmill his mind is occupied his right brain is occupied and that's when he gets a lot of great ideas me i've written I would say probably sixty percent, seventy percent of my lyrics when I was driving in the car. My right brain is occupied mm-hmm. and I'll listen to I'll listen to a practice tape or something in the car or I'll hear something just that from another song that inspires me with a lyrical idea. Yeah. But I'm occupied. My I am focused on my subconscious. Focus, I'm driving. Yes. You know, but yep, that yep. that it's weird. I I don't know what it is, but I remember there's a, like a And I saw in uh, like a rehab or prison, I can't remember, where they had uh, like these spirals that uh, were on the floor and people would walk. And as long as you were focused and walking on that, that was your ideas would come to you. Oh, yeah. And it's just all about you're doing something else, you know, with your Mm -hmm. motor skills. It's just almost. Yeah, you're honing your energy down into one thing. Right. And you're not thinking about that. And somehow that opens up something back in the. Back of your brain where you're able to pull creativity. And I I wow. totally believe in that. And I don't think that I do enough of that. And the whole yeah. shower thing is it. You're doing something automatic. You don't yeah. get in the shower and you don't think, okay, I'm going to wash my hair. Right. I'm going to you know, put the soap on. Right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in this order. You just go in, you do it. And your body's occupied. Your mind is working. That is allowing something back, back in the back of your mind yes. to open up. Yep see it's it it's for me as a painter when i'm when
0: I'm working on on a like if I'm at the easel and I'm just throwing paint at canvas, I can listen to music in fact, a lot of people would find it strange that I listen to heavy metal when I paint some of the scenes that I paint, but it's just it's relaxing to me right it, it gets me out of my my headspace really I might listen to a podcast um I do that quite often actually. I listen to Dak Shepard's show all the time when I'm painting, Um, but when I'm writing, I can't do that. I can't listen to music. I can't listen to a podcast because it gets into my head, right, in a different way. Um, If I'm, you know, the blog posting and and all that. But and obviously, when when we're doing this, we can't jam to music or anything because one, I'd probably get hit with a, you know, a a strike or, or what, whatever they do in podcast land for copyright infringement. But um, I, I think you need to find your way as an artist. I think you need to find a way that, you know, essentially takes you out of your ability to be distracted. You know, if if you're constantly distracted by social media, don't sit with your computer on and don't have your phone open, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, turn it off. Go do something. I've always thought it was hard to do. Though. It
1: was dumb though, where people's like, "Well, you know, they got there's timers on the phone where you can set limits, or you know, you got to set limits <laughs> for yourself." I'm like, "I'm an adult. Yeah. I don't need to set. uh, Okay, I'm only going to be on Facebook for you know seven hours this week or whatever." But yeah. you know, as I as I see some of this, I'm like, "Well, maybe that's not so stupid." Yeah, you know. Well,
0: that goes with your Type C personality. You want to be free, you know. In the book, I got to mention the book here in just a second, but in the book, time is a construct. It doesn't really exist until man decides (laughs) it exists, right? And as creatives, we're often just lost in time. You know, we just, we don't, I don't want to make us creepy or anything, but we just, we kind of move in our own ways. You know, creativity is not going to wait like your muse, when you were talking before, if she comes and whispers in your ear for you to make music, it might be three in the morning and you just woke up because of it. And that's how it works. Your muse doesn't care. It's 3 a.m. No. And with that respect, you can't dictate when you're going to do social media and when you're not going to do social media. It might just happen because you go, well, you know what? That that inspires me right now. I'm going to get online and see if any of my friends are online and that's why i love the discord server because i get on there and i know and i'm i'm part of a couple different servers but i know that my creative friends are there and sometimes just being around other creatives spark something in me to make me do something
1: well ideas breed other ideas oh yeah i mean and the whole the reason i'm doing ganky. this show is because
0: Genki Hagata said you need to start doing a podcast and right and i you know spent a little bit of money and got a recorder and some mics and here we are and i love it it's i actually love this more than youtube i thought you know i would continue to make youtube videos but there's something about youtube that's just dirty to me and i haven't figured it out yet I, it's just odd i don't know if it's the the gaming that everybody does. And I don't mean like games, like video games. I'm talking right. about like, hey, let's see if we can figure out how to make a, the algorithm love us more and we can do this. I hate that. I don't really care about subs. I don't care about... I used to. I used right. to think that was the metric I used to determine if I was successful or not. Now I just don't give a shit. I mean, if you got 50,000 subscribers and you're an asshole, you still are an asshole.
1: <laughs> just an asshole right? with 50,000 right? subscribers.
0: So I don't know. I could go off on a tangent on I, that I too. I think but
1: YouTube, you got to... You, you, people that do it well. Well, like I sent you those links for uh, walk off to earth. Did you check out any of that, by the way? I did not. So, you know, they put out consistent stuff every week, every couple of weeks. And, yeah. and, but I mean, you can, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. And I think that for the most part, you can, people that use YouTube effectively, you can see the work that they're, that they're really putting into it. And I think for, you know, for some people, it's uh, the cost-benefit ratio is just not worth it for for YouTube. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm responding here to uh, some of the comments. You're I'm distracted the by the line. internet.
1: Here it looks like you're no, typing no, on your computer. They're I'm very upset. by it, this. No,
0: I, and I don't want to get away from our conversation because that's important. But it it's it's awesome to me that we can communicate even in our discord server with people who are who know we're recording right now right uh eventually i'm gonna make this so that they can maybe even be heard or at least can listen to us you know we can they can listen anybody got anything interesting
1: to say yeah
0: actually there's there's quite a good conversation going on here but with scott and aaron our new our new person in the lounge um there's so much so much um I got distracted there because I'm, <laughs> we're talking, <laughs> um, and I'm a little buzzed. I got to tell you already, I, already. Yeah, I'm a you're hardcore I've, though. I I'm a had, lightweight, but I haven't had breakfast yet, and oh. you know, I know it's one, it's one forty four in the afternoon, but you know, hey, it's uh, it's two o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told people, you know, hey, I'm sorry we're doing this so early if you're on the West Coast, but you know. It's early for me, too. I, I'm on Pacific time most of my life, even though here we are on the East, East Coast. Um, the book. I, let me mention the book here real quick before I forget about yeah, it. This is the big reveal, isn't it? Yeah, this is the big reveal. Uh, the author is Kenneth Atchity, and uh, he's, a, he's a writer. He was a professor um, at a college. I, don't ask me which one. Occidental College comes to mind, but I'm not real sure about that. That that's a made up college. It is not. I believe it is <laughs> the right one. <line. laughs> but uh he he was tenured, right? And so I mean he has his life ahead of him. He didn't have to do anything else. He was he was set. The college was like, Oh, you're tenured, there you go. Be lazy, teach kids, you know. <laughs> right. That's that's kind of the 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 gist I get out of what he's trying to say in this book. He had a dream of being a writer. So here he was mid mid career in his I think 40s and he decided I'm going to go be a writer I'm going to quit being a professor and it's a brutal book I mean he really does talk about you know how his life changed and how he struggled and did this did that and and when you look at his credits uh and I'm not going to go through them because I would rather people who are listening go through and start looking at this person and finding out you know what has he done there's a little little story here I want to talk about about that too but um, the book that I read, he's written several books, but the book that I read in my eyes, my eyes are terrible, how to quit your day job and live out your dreams, do what you love for money. And that is by Ken actually, hmm. um,
1: and you have this book and you've read this, book. I've read
0: this book. Uh, it's about a, according to Amazon, it's about a four hour read. So it took me about 20 but <laughs> no not really about six hours I'm a slow reader I try to absorb a lot of what I, I see and I reread a lot uh to get the gist of it It's a fantastic book but back to the credits back to you know well what makes this guy qualified well what makes any of us qualified first I want to ask that question what's what's what makes us as experts on what we're talking about I mean we're just a couple of blokes sitting in my home studio drinking Jim Beam and talking about creativity and, and all that. It's not so much the credit. It's the process of what we're doing. This is part of the dream. This is part of what I want to do for one. I love having you here. Uh, I couldn't do this without you, honestly. Um, I love you too, Mike. <laughs> but I think, I, I think there's a whole lot here that he talks about that really goes deep with not necessarily being an expert, but being a creative and following your dream, not somebody else's. You know, you're not not going into this thinking, I'm going to be just like Picasso or I'm going to be just like Steven Spielberg. Your, your, Your goal here is to be you. We don't need another Picasso. We don't need another Steven Spielberg. We need you, and that's that's kind of the just I get out of a lot of the the writing that he talks or what he basically what he's saying in the book. I'm having a hard time getting this out of my head. it's deep uh my brain doesn't work real good when when I'm drinking <laughs> but um, and I don't want to get too dry here but i I love a story he talks about and and there's some videos. If if you don't want to buy the book, you can always go to YouTube and and look up Ken Atchety on YouTube, and he, he's got a lot of really good stuff out there that he talks about. And there's some he does talk about some of the things he does in the books, but I wish I could say this the way he says it. Um, when you like, there I believe it was an actress came uh, like he talks about going, this is hard to say. He talks about going to cocktail parties, socializing and networking. And he says, one of the, you know, I want you to answer what's the most difficult question you would get. And this woman said, I hate it when people say, well, what have you been in as an actress that I might know about? You know, what, what have you been in, (laughs) you know, And her answer was really bold to the point, ready for this. And she said, I've been in the Pacific Ocean. And I know that doesn't really hit home hard right now, the way I'm saying that. But it's, who cares? Who cares what you've done? It's about what you're doing now. It's about you chasing your dream,
1: right? True. Um, But on the other side, I mean, I get, I feel like that, um, If you're, if you're telling somebody something or you're giving somebody advice or somebody's looking to you, um, there's a, a level of success, I think adds weight to your words and to your, um, for better or worse, I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, but, um, if Steven Spielberg gives you advice and some guy you've never heard of that's that's made some YouTube videos give you advice, there's a, it doesn't necessarily make either one of them a better artist, but it does, there's a knowledge, there's there's a knowledge that this guy's done something that, that worked. Yeah. Now, it worked for him, and that's a thing, Um, like you were saying, basically, what worked for him isn't necessarily going to work for yeah. this other guy. It, if Steven Spielberg gives somebody um, the blueprint on what made him successful to somebody that's equally as talented, it's not it's not going to go down that same road. Right. But at least there's a there's a track record there to draw from, yeah. and for better or worse, I think there is there is some weight there, and mm-hmm. it's like a you know an actress or an actor that has been able to to be in some big time movies or some big shows they're going to have an insight on some things that rather than somebody that maybe hasn't had that opportunity
0: right absolutely i i think there's I man i know we're talking about distractions and all that and and every every artist has distractions i, I don't think that's even a question I'm sorry about that i just hit my mic
1: oh nice i'm um, gonna hit my mic <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Um, No, I know we're, we're, you know, we're bearing um, off a little bit, but the thing is, I, I, I think, you know, I think that you can, you can weigh those things a little more without invalidating somebody else as an artist. Yeah. Um, something you said earlier kind of remind me of this. And you talked about that. Um, I, I can't say his last name. Was it that did the book? Actually, actually, um, you know he wanted to go and be a writer well to me if he was already writing he's a writer what what they mean when they say that is they want to they want to be able to make a living and be a quote unquote yeah. successful writer yeah. and yeah. that's what used to drive me nuts on like American Idol and some of these shows mm-hmm. and they talk to these kids and I'm like well my dream is to be a singer and I'm like I, I just wanted to grab him by the shoulders and shake him like yeah, you if are. you're singing <laughs> yeah. you are a singer what you're saying is you want to you want to be a commercially successful Yes. Pop singer. Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. Yeah. But but don't say you want to be a singer. You are a singer. You are an artist. You yes. are a, a a painter. You are you are that thing. You are creative. Mm-hmm. You may not be successful commercially as yeah. that, but for God's sake, man, recognize that exactly you are this yeah, yeah. person, man. It just it gets me fired up. It, it does really me does too. That's
0: why I really look at I can have a regular job and do this on the side. And I know that I'm a, I am have a successful career working for my employer, but I also have a successful career working for myself. And I know in some circles, you're not successful if you're not doing it for your living. Yeah. And and that's, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I wish but, I could remember the quote. Actually, there's a quote. I wish I could remember who did it, who said it. It's in the book actually, uh, where he talks about, uh, Success is nothing more than the, uh, I'm paraphrasing something fierce here, nothing more than the um, legitimate or, uh, I can't even find the right words. It's it's nothing more than the the act of pursuing the dream itself. You know, right. if you're pursuing it, you're successful. You're doing more than what the guy sitting on social media right. or totally distracted is doing because you're actually doing it, doing right, doing is the thing, not dreaming of financial success. If if you get distracted by money, you'll never be successful.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And by that same token, I think if we could have uh, um, Stephen King in here, or Scorsese, or James Hetfield, or uh, you know Barry Gordy. You know, some of these, you know, I don't think that that doesn't invalidate the artistry of millions of people out there that didn't um, reach that level of success. But at the same time, it does it does give their opinion some weight because they have they have achieved things Mm -hmm. that we achieve that that we aspire to achieve. Absolutely. They can be great mentors. and, And I think that I think we can. You know, their validation does not. Invalidate the rest of us, right? But you know, I mean, period. At the same time, though, I want to, I want to glean, you know, information. I want to get mm-hmm. insight from people like that and see how. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this worked for them. What can I take from from their experience that will help me further my own success in my own art? Yeah. So yeah, I think we can, we can hit a balance on that without yeah, without driving ourselves crazy. Absolutely.
0: In in terms of distraction, and, that, and that's a distraction. Yeah, yeah somebody else's success
1: that. can be a, a distraction. Yeah, absolutely, it make you make measuring, yeah. measuring yourself. Yeah,
0: measuring yourself can be a distraction. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime you compare yourself to somebody else, you're going to get down if they're already way above your punching weight. You know. Yeah. Um, I would never, if I were a local boxer, right, and I was just. I was terrible at it. You know, maybe I wasn't really good. I was just sparring with some other people at the gym, whatever. I would never expect to be on prime time, HBO pay per view, whatever, and go in with with uh, Joe Rogan. There's there's no way. I just he'd kill me, right? In in fact, it just it it's a little bit absurd that his podcast kills this podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I would love for, oh, for he's, you to be on the show. He's a cool I think it'd be guy. fun he's to have you on the show. Um, but, none, I, I think the great artists that I look at, they never feel like somebody else is inferior to them. They're up here. Yeah, you know, I, I really, I really believe that somebody like Martin Scorsese. Scorsese uh, blah, 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 Jim blah, Beam, blah, blah. brought yeah. to you by Jim Beam. <laughs> I, I believe that if if he saw somebody with raw talent for making films and knew that they were chasing that dream because they had a solid passion for it, he would be as excited for you as you are. Yeah, you know, it's we got to stop this this thing where we put people on pedestals and you know put them you know at this level of godlike whatever and realize that we're their peer we're of the same time we're here together we're doing things if your dream is to be a painter go paint if your dream is to be a professional musician go make music if your dream is to be a writer write You know, don't be distracted by what other people tell you. Don't be distracted by your family who says, oh, that's, you need to go get a real job. You know, that's a sore spot for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people mean well when they say go get a real job. But what is a real job? Right. You know, is it security? Because there's no security there. Your employer could fire you in a minute, lay you off, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it's really important that you hold on to your dreams and you 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 put them in a place that's special to you and you make your art. I don't know. Jim Beam talking again.
1: I keep well, on that. Something remind me it's it's a uh, you know talking about always looking for the unattainable. It's like, you know, Black Sabbath wanted to be the Beatles. <laughs> really? Like that, yeah. I never. heard I of mean, it. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew
0: Ozzy liked the Beatles. Yeah,
1: Oz, Ozzy was you know obsessed with the Beatles. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be, he wanted the band to be the Beatles. That was the measure of success. And and what's really funny, last I seen uh, Jason Bonham last night yeah. doing his uh, Led Zeppelin um, evening, and uh, he said that uh, he said, you know, we didn't get it over there um, as quick as as you, you guys did. Meaning Europe, England didn't get. Led Zeppelin is quick. It's mm-hmm. like, we all love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. He said, my dad was in Led Zeppelin. I didn't really care because, <laughs> because, you know, nobody cared over there until and America. He said, cared. he said this last night. At the yeah. Concert. Last night at the concert, awesome. he said, he said, and no, once you guys cared, it was like, Oh, okay. But the <laughs> Beatles was, that was the biggest thing out of there. Everybody, oh, wow. everybody wanted to be the Beatles. And it's, you, you think about that. Did Zeppelin uh, reach the status of the Beatles? Did, did uh, uh, Black Sabbath? Uh, it's, no. Are they... To their fan base, they do. Yeah, but are they successful? I mean, did they, you know, they strove for, you know, the moon and they hit the stars, you yeah. know, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I never,
0: never knew that. Wow. It really puts things in perspective. So they really clearly does. they
1: clearly did not let uh the fact that that they weren't the next Beatles distract them from yeah. being wildly successful and yeah. creating great and lasting art. Um it it's amazing. I mean, that's it lives forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. Zeppelin lives forever. And yeah, you can argue that they stole some stuff and and well, they did does. this and that. Yeah. But um you Steal know still like an artist. They did it their way, and the way they did it touched book. people. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I,
0: I think I, I was thinking of something while you were talking about that, and we can get so distracted by trying to be like somebody else that we forget that we are creating our art for the next generation or the next group of fans, the the next clientele. Uh, it's, it's really important that we stay focused on what we want to do. And that's, that's the key focus. You won't be distracted as easily. If you focus, um, stop worrying about everybody else around you. I mean, it's really that simple. There, There's the focus on social media and distraction, uh, being from everything around you that you can control. There are things you can't control. I understand that, you know, if you have a heart attack, you're going to be distracted by having to go to the hospital and you're not know, real we'll paint. I
1: that's get that. no excuse not to make art. Being, you know, dying in the hospital is no excuse. Exactly. <laughs> bring
0: bring me a bring me a, a pad of paper and make me make me draw, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I this this could be a really interesting subject. I know it's also maybe a little bit dry for some people. Uh I always enjoy these conversations with you because it really it makes me think, even on a deeper level, where I know I have a topic, and we're going to talk about it. But things come out. I listen to my own podcast; it's hilarious. I go back <laughs> and listen to them even after we put them on iTunes.
1: Oh, well, we're we're super interesting. Yeah, <laughs> where I'm like,
0: what did I just say? Well, that's profound, Mike. You know, why didn't that ever exist in my head when I'm when I need it, right? So. I don't, I don't know. Going going back to the, hold that thought for a second. All right, I'll hold it. I'm going, going back to the beginning of the episode where I was talking about why we drink first. And it's a cultural thing for me. I think for centuries, man, mankind has raised a glass to have great conversation. And that's really where this comes uh, about. And I, I think, um, I think it's fun. I know you don't drink unless you're on Sundays with a mic in front of your face. So here's Mike. Yeah, we the uh, things we do for our yeah. <laughs> um, my poor liver. <laughs> it'll survive. I I promise you that.
1: <laughs> but your thought. So uh, this kind of connected, but you said something that kind of sparked this in my mind. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um. You you take last night, for instance, you know, Jason Bonham, the son of legendary drummer, uh John Bonham. His uh his dad died when he was fourteen, I think eighty, eighty one. Yeah. And um uh, he went on to be super successful in one of my favorite bands ever, uh Black Country Communion, plays with Sammy Hagar right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Has his own band doing his dad's music, um, you know, was in the eighties the band Bonham had a uh oh yeah a couple minor Disregard hits. for timekeeping yep. that was a great I yep. had the song Wait for You and Guilty yeah. and had videos for. Um think about how his dad inspired him. Now his dad was wildly successful in his own right. But then I think about uh I've been racking my brain trying to remember who it was, but um I saw an interview the other day and they talked about how, you know, there was music in the house and and their their mother uh you know was a uh a pianist and and uh it inspired them but i can't remember who it is but um somebody i can offhand think of is flea mm-hmm. you know uh flea's dad played Another jazz red, red hot chili peppers yeah mm-hmm. he uh you know considered you know one of the you know best bassists you know alive arguably um here's a guy who grew up around music and his his dad uh I believe was a uh some type of horn player trumpet maybe because i know Philippe started out on trumpet but uh um you know his his dad wasn't su- uh successful by the metric that we um look at as far as as a musician you know he got together with his buddies on the weekends and he jammed and look what it inspired and as i get older i i wonder you know even though i haven't um attained that level of monetary success mm-hmm. in my is is my grandson um you know in 10 years you know or if something happens to me oh, yeah. you know looks looks at some of my my body of work my cd's i've put out uh is somebody else that um that uh has heard something i've done what has that inspired them to do and we don't realize i think a lot of times what that what that could springboard somebody else into um family members especially i mean you can interview after interview with with a lot of especially musical artists and and i imagine it's the same with with painters and stuff it's like well you know my dad was a bit of a a amateur artist and there was paints in the house or or my, my dad played guitar and and you know he used to do shows and he was in a cover band and and you know and now this person is you know, Billy Joel or or Bruce Springsteen right. or or, you know, James Hetfield. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I so I do, I do. It's a whole it's a whole different way of looking at it. And as I get older, I, I just hope if, if I can inspire if I can inspire any art from the art that I've made, then then man, that's that's oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. It's not a million dollar check, but I mean it's close. You know? It is. So, it
0: is. It's it's legendary status.
1: Yeah, you know, it really is. It could be the seed. If you could be yeah. the seed to to spark somebody else's wild success. Oh yeah, man, just imagine that. I I give my dad one hundred
0: percent credit for the the fact that I'm an artist. You know, I remember some of my first memories of making art was at the dining room table. He'd bring me uh, uh, a lot of times. He'd buy books by Walter Foster, the How to Draw whatever book. Uh, It might be how to draw horses, how to draw dogs, how to draw comics, whatever. They were all part of the Walter Foster series of books. And he'd show up with these books. And I'm I'm like, oh, all nice. I got another book. And he would say it's all about shape and shadow and form. And he was using adult terms with this child sitting at the table with a pencil you know and it's it was more than just you know don't copy this learn how to do this it was almost more of a more of a way of learning the concept versus the finished painting or drawing and and I love my dad for that some of his some of his best work you know just never got seen by anybody he was he was primarily pastel Uh, charcoal and pencil. And um, I remember right before he died, mom bought him uh, an oil set. And dad's biggest distraction as an artist was everything had to be perfect. You know, the studio had to be perfect. The layout had to be perfect. The, you know, the mood had to be perfect. And I think that distraction killed his dream. He was one of those that did the famous artist course back in the seventies. Back, you know, the the one where you uh you do everything by mail. Oh yeah. yeah. And somebody critiques your work. And and I still have those books from him, wow. big big three ring binders. And you go through him and you can see some of Dad's work, and then there'd be a piece of tracing paper laid over some of his work. And the instructor would write with tracing paper. You know, this is a bad line. Don't do this. This is out of proportion. Don't do that. You know, that's very interesting. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. So I actually learned from some of dad's critiques, you know, (laughs) so those teachers that critiqued my father actually taught me how to not make the same mistakes. So now have you ever
1: put that together? I mean, look at the look at his legacy of what. uh, How do you measure success? Yeah, I mean, that. Your your dad planted that seed and look what it grew into. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's amazing. Yeah, he was
0: always so proud of me. He was it was so funny because I i would go to like um uh he would just show up out of nowhere, right? <laughs> and this was back in the uh early nineties, whatever. Uh I'd be at a at a show, like with my little ten by ten tent, uh my canopy with my my display panels like we have here in the in the studio where I basically just use it to hang stuff. Um, I had these panels in my booth and people would come in and, and literally look at the work and stuff. And then I would like, it didn't matter where I was. I could be you a know, hundred miles from home and I'd see dad with his loafers, shorts, the whitest legs you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like blue, white, right. <laughs> <laughs> Standing out there in the, uh, in the walkway with, Hundreds of people walking by, and he's got one of them little um, throwaway cameras that he picked up to take pictures of his son selling art, and it was just so so uh, humbling, really. You know, it was something, it was special, really.
1: Yeah, uh, and and when he was showing you that stuff, he had no idea, you know, what that was going to be. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, all these years later, and and that's the thing. A, a lot of us need to be conscious of you don't know how your art or the way that you conduct yourself is going to inspire somebody yep. that you haven't even met yet. Yeah. He never did actually start
0: painting with oils. Um, he passed away in 2004 and I was really hoping him and I could paint together and it just never happened. Um, not to be on a downer. I'm not trying to bring people yeah. down here or anything, no, but There's, there's not a day that goes by when I do a painting, uh, when I would do a painting in the past, it would be as soon as I got done, first person I looked at was my dad. I take it over and go, "What, what do you think? I, I, I relished in his critique. Yeah. You know, it was like, what do you think? And it was always, well, this is, this is my dad. Well, Michael, um, this is good. You could have done better. (laughs) Right. Right. And then there'd be like a little, little pause for a moment. He'd say this, this right here is not quite right. He goes, I mean, it's good. And he keep repeating to me that it's good, you know, but it was always very constructive. Very, it was never mean ever, but it was very, very constructive. And I miss that. I miss that terribly. When he passed away, mom lived for a few more years after, and I would take stuff to her, and, and she was always my biggest fan. I I could paint a turd, and she would love it. Right.
1: Well, uh, as long as the lights on the turd is right, I mean, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, the texture is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Jesus>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's some nice shit you got there, Dad <laughs> or Mike. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's is it's one of them things where you just kind of look back and you go, wow, and you know I had I had. My education started in art at five, you know, it really did. There was, there was a whole bunch of, you know, this is what dad learned and it carried over to what he's telling me. And then I went to high school and, or or we'll just say grade school, middle school, high school. And and I had a fantastic teacher in high school that was really hard on me, which I, I love Nancy Gray. She was, um, at the time she was a total bitch. I, I hated her from from multiple aspects, but I loved her. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah. Um she was very good to me. She she kept telling me I needed to come out of my shell, you know, and and I was. I was in a real terrible shell. And I still am. That that's a distraction for me. I I have a moment. What? what? Uh, there's a deer we're walking do, by the window, and it's a distraction
1: to me. I'm sorry. It's a pretty one too. Yeah, it's we, have, we have a lot of deer
0: out here. They, they're, you know what it is? They're pissed off at Lisa because we don't have any more corn. Oh, is that what they're and looking around for? Yeah, it. yeah. They're waiting for their corn. But anyway, you, it, yeah. you you were saying about your, uh... um, but yeah, she was she was instrumental in a lot of things. She pushed me to to want to study art and and go into art, and and actually, she was the one who encouraged me to take a few drafting classes uh mechanical drafting architectural drafting in high school she goes i think it would tighten up your art enough if you stay loose and her thing was if you stay loose you'll you'll remain an artist but i think this will help you with your proportions and and being very accurate and you know to this day i still lay a, a painting out by measurement It it i know it really drives some of my artistic friends my painters batty that i'll actually measure you know I'll, I'll do the whole i'll work out a whole painting uh, to scale like i'll look at something that's four by six and so hmm. i could probably do that as a 12 by 36 <laughs> you know or right. whatever and I'll, I'll crop it and i'll start looking at where things go which actually led to me going to college to be a draftsman instead of going to be a painter and and that was the distraction of failure to me. Looking looking back, it wasn't her fault. That's not where I'm going with this. But when I discovered drafting, I felt like there's a job. Because in my mind, in the late 80s, I was thinking all artists struggle. All artists spend their life in a studio covered in paint, crazy, angry, eccentric. You know, just weird, right? Right. <laughs> and I didn't know about the atelier system that we've talked about several times here. And and I, my safety net was created at that moment. And my safety net said, okay, go go get this job, make some money, and then be an artist on the side. Because that would be fun. I wanted, I wanted three things. I remember saying this to myself in high school. I wanted a good job. I wanted a good family. And I wanted to be able to paint. That, that was it. And looking back, 47-year-old me looks at this and goes, well, I am successful. Right. I have a great family. I have a great job. And I paint. The trouble is I got to step it up a notch. Yeah. I really want to do more. And and that's, that's the trouble with success. Once you reach that point, 17-year-old me is looking back and saying, well, dude, you reached it. Relax. You're doing it. But 47 year old me says, you're running out of time. Look at what you fucked up in the past because you didn't go to art school and you better get on it. So there's a new level of success there. That's all this is. I know I'm going to listen back to this and when I'm back to recording it going, Hmm, I think I just answered my own question. Why am I worried about this or that? Right. but. That's you have what to be constantly is. setting goals. Yeah, if you're yeah, not moving absolutely. Them forward. You're you're
1: your kind of you're kind of done. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm just too content with everything. Contentment is yeah. is a terrible place. It is. And yes, uh,
0: no artist should ever be content where right. they're
1: at. And yeah. I'm content as hell. And that's why I've just been a bit stagnant. And you know, been working on this solo album for X amount of. I got two lines in a song. I got a. I got to uh, finish for Bioscrew, so we can finish up our, uh, our little demo. And I mean, I got two lines right. I got to sit down. I just gotta, I gotta think about it and I gotta write it. And I just, you know, I got all this free time and no time to do it. So, (laughs) you know, I'm just, I'm in a low creative arc, but it's just cause I'm, I'm content. And does, does this
0: help you at all when we talk?
1: Sometimes it, it it brings to light a lot of times. um, You know, I'll say something or something will, or you'll say something and we'll bounce something off of each other. And I'll realize how full shit I actually am and, <laughs> and how, you know, that's absolutely right. I need to, yeah, I need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And, um, it, uh, it, this, this whole thing kind of forces me to hold myself to a, a little bit of a higher standard, I think, because yes. if I'm going to talk it, I got to walk it. <laughs> you know what I'm right? saying? Yeah. So I
0: totally get that.
1: But you know I also I allow myself a quite a bit of a leash because you know I have um, it's freedom. Yeah and and creative uh, freedom. It to get there I just can't let it go too long and and yeah. you know I got I'm just I'm very undisciplined. I've always been undisciplined. Um as I get Has older. Has that been
0: a distraction for you?
1: I've been able to make it work but um like my my hatred or you know, it, it, I'm always I'm driven by hate or love. You that's know? funny. And, I don't
0: see hate in you at and, all, and,
1: ever. <laughs> and all all my all my uh, you know all the best things that I've done has come from you know the intense of one or the other. You know, you know intense sadness, depression, yeah, hatred that, or that's, love. That's the artist's muse. Yeah, honestly. And I'm just you know I got some things going on, but but nothing that's got I'm at the wrong level of depression right now. You know, I got to either be really, I got to be in real bad shape or I got to be in really, really great shape. And I'm just, you know, I'm just a good, solid, okay right now. So it's not, you know, so in that, but, but I've always been one or the other before. So I didn't really need discipline. Yeah. As I've gotten older and, uh, I've reached some of my goals and, and things are, man, things are okay. Uh, I find that I I need to buckle down and be a little more disciplined or I'm yeah. just I'm not getting anything done. I'm not you know, life is good. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, it's a good solid okay,
0: man. Yeah, this 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 time of year especially it makes me really think um I'm distracted by the the sunshine and the heat. Uh the summer you know, I, I I don't know. I get out and I, I want to make a fruity cocktail, sit outside with my wife, watch the deer come by. Um, parts of me want to be on a white beach somewhere, you know, white sand beach, uh, listen to Sammy Hagar. Right. <laughs> you know, just really enjoying life. And those two can be distractions. I, I think. I think artists are just, you have to open yourself up to experiences. That's what creates art. Right.
1: Well, we talked about that, I think, th- three shows ago about, you know, using that time to recharge. And I'm in a very long recharge uh, phase. But how many of our peers, at least that, that, that we know locally, mm-hmm. I mean, that were awesome musicians and they just they get burnt out and they just mm-hmm. give up. And mm-hmm. I don't I feel like that's what's kept me. That's what's kept me in some pretty good musical yeah. collaborations yeah. for 30 years. Um, by not, I just don't, I don't fight it too much. And yeah. um, now,
0: on that same token, though,
1: I got to say this
0: say it. You may find yourself falling in and out of favor of something. You know, you may be a painter, but also a musician or a photographer. Like in my, I'm, I'm talking right. about myself here for a second. I'm a photographer, I'm a painter, and I'm a musician. I like to write. My brain is always going 100 miles an hour towards all four of those things. And the one that had to be sacrificed is the music. I sold the drums. I don't play drums. Uh, It's interesting, though, when we do these podcasts, there's some of that musical process that comes back to me. You know, I get to play with the audio. I get to play a little bit with, you know, in the edit, I get to go back and say, well, this frequency sounds like shit. Let's take that out. Right. You know, so that comes back from all the days of spending time at the recording workshop, uh, which is just up the road from us. Uh, great school, by the way, if you're looking into that sort of oh, thing. Oh,
1: yeah. Wonderful resource that's Made me the musician I am today. for Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: World renowned, actually. Yep. Uh, for for training, I just I had to give something up, and I miss it. My boy and I were talking about it last night. And he's like, Dad, I don't think a lot of people know you even play drums. Well, they don't. You know, there's in my photography days when I was out doing a lot of these concerts and things, I would just sit and humbly listen to whatever artist was saying something about music and going you know shaking my head and, you know agreeing with them and stuff and they had no idea i was a i was a dumbass white kid with a camera in my hands right they didn't know i was a a drummer um i i wouldn't say that i was a fantastic drummer or am i was i was good at keeping time and 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 all that but um well, that's the most important thing it is it is but uh you know it just and there was a big part of me that said you know go be a musician but my my real love is painting and and some people really have gotten on me for being uh the type of person who drops to photography photography is nothing to me nothing more than documenting my own work now right it's uh getting great reference photos for something I might want to paint
1: and yeah and for me that's what like when i think of you I just the first thing I just think of you as a phenomenal photographer. I mean, that's just yeah. immediately what com, comes out. Well, that's also, how we
0: met, right? Actually,
1: and uh, and then you know, then when I'm if I'm telling people about you, I'm like, oh, but you got you got to get on online, and look at these. I mean, he paints these <laughs> pictures that are like, I mean, you just gotta see it. I mean, yeah, he'll paint glass, and it looks like. It looks like glass. It's not a picture. And it's like he painted this. I don't know. I understand how this works. I don't you know, either. But, but, you know, it's like you, you got that option that when you get in a low creative form with a low a low creative arc with one medium that the other medium might pick up.
0: Yeah. See, yeah I, I
1: don't really have that. I'm a singer. and I'm a bassist. That's bass a distraction assistant. too, though. That's that. what I
0: was getting at. It. You know, sometimes I, I just... I want to go take pictures. Sometimes I just want to make videos. Sometimes I just I really miss having my drums here. I really do. There's a big part of me, especially now where we're at, the only neighbors I have to worry about are the dead ones over in the cemetery. Right. Whereas before I lived in town, it was like, oh, if I play loud at 12 a.m., people are going to get pissed off. Now I miss having that drum set in the house. And I, I sold them to a friend of ours, uh, Keith. Yeah. I I know he. He, matter of fact, he har- harasses me on a regular basis. I need to come tune him for
1: him. Uh, He's just trying to lure you out there. Yeah, and, and
0: it probably wouldn't take much. But I don't know. It's 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 one of the things where I get I get personally I get distracted with what I call creative uh, ADD. I'm just I'm drawn into so many different areas. If if I were allowed to just be me. I would do all kinds of stuff, <laughs> you know, I would play in a band. If, if I could get rid of the, the, uh, the employer and actually make enough money to survive, I would, I, and I'm not kidding here. I would probably play in a band and it doesn't have to be a big band. It could be uh, a dive bar band. Really? Uh, I would paint. I would take pictures for my friends who are in bands. <laughs> I would do, uh, music videos. I would continue writing my blog like I do every day would be something creative and it's an adventure so to speak. And I know we're, we're getting into oh uh, o- over an hour of recording here and I want to, I want to wrap this up, but that to me is the dream. Just wake up and be a kid every day, yeah. but be good at what you do. Right. You know, so In terms of distraction, I'm going to to wrap this up here real quick so we can both be on our way. But in terms of distraction, you know, you have lots of things. You've got distraction of time, distraction of money, distraction of social media, distraction of your family, uh, the different things that just get in the way of your dream. My job is a distraction of my dream, but my job is a means to to an end. You know, it, it actually provides me with enough. Money to support my family and and have good insurance and things like that. So I kind of I, I can give up forty hours a week for that. I don't want to. And if anybody from our factory is listening, they they're probably not going to like this. But you know, I would love to just walk out one day and say I'm done. Right. You know. Now to the people who are friends of mine, they're thrilled for that. It's like, yeah, dude, go do that. You're happy that way. And and. I'm going to I'm going to end this podcast with the fact that you need to surround yourself with the people who are actually happy that you quit your job. Happy that you are chasing your dream. Happy that you are whatever you're doing. I'm not condoning quitting your job if you can't afford it. That's not where I'm going with this. But you, stop wasting time because that's that's also a distraction. Stop wasting time on people who don't care about your dream as much as you do or as the people who are around you who do care about your dream. You don't need those people. I'd rather have, how how was it said? I'd rather have four quarters
1: than than 100 100 pennies. pennies. Yeah, I saw that today. Um, On the distraction device. Yeah. Who who posted that? (laughs) Right, right.
0: I don't know. I I saw that too. But I'd rather have four really good friends who support what I do than 100
1: friends who...
0: I can brag about having as followers or
1: whatever. You get older, you realize that life is about quality and not quality. And it's, it's like that across the board. Well, I
0: thought, I thought about this actually yesterday and, and I'm not blowing smoke here. Uh, the whole world could go away really. But if I had you, Paul, if I had you in my life, if I had my family, if I had a couple other friends that I care about, uh, the folks on Discord who really support what I do and 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 always always seem to always have a good uh, way of lifting me up when I'm down. I'd be happy. Yeah, you know, obviously I need clients, but right. you know my clients support me too. So you know, these other people who say you can't do it or go get a real job or uh, distract you with things like, "Hey, dude, we need to go to the bar tonight," and this this fuck that off, you know, go do this, you know, no, if if it's important to you, don't go to the bar, you know, don't go to the movie, don't go to the show or whatever, do your art, make time somehow. I I don't really know how to describe this any better way than saying you have to put your dream first. Let the other things kind of fill the, the other spaces, treat the dream like, like a, like a bucket of sand, okay? Your dream is the rock. Put the rock in the bucket and then put the sand in. Don't put the sand in and try to make your try to make your rock fit you're, you're it's just not gonna work that way yeah you know put the put the rock in first. put your dream, put your dream first, and then let all the other pieces fill the space between. Stay out of social media if it costs you time. You know uh pick a time during the day when you when social media is good you know i I prefer social media like the the morning newspaper if I'm drinking my coffee or waking up or drink, having a glass of tea or whatever I'll look at social media, but when I'm making art, social media is not part of my life right. when I shut the door of my studio. social media is not there. It's just the way it needs to be. so any final thoughts?
1: no. No, I think I think that we've said it all. Awesome. We'll just go out and and uh, and be an artist. Absolutely, because you are one. If yes. you're making art, you're yes, Abs- absolutely. I got the burps. Jim Beam. These burps were brought to you by White Label <laughs> Jim Beam. Was it eighty proof? I don't know.
0: I don't either. I didn't
1: hate it. What? I, I drink. I'd buy a bottle of that to have at home. Oh, I no. have. I have quite a bit. I got a lot of tequila at home for a guy I don't drink very That's much. That's crazy. <laughs> i have uh i have some evan williams too i think and some jack daniels and i hang around a lot of people that do drink so yeah i don't
0: yeah it's it's part of our lifestyle i guess so uh how can people find you on the internet
1: uh mgflash.com and uh facebook.com slash bexton b-e-x-t-o-n awesome and uh then you can from there you can learn about the dan haters and Bio creators, I forgot about them. Yes, awesome. and MG Flash and my solo <laughs> stuff. I got stuff on YouTube and I got, I post a lot of stuff on Facebook and very cool videos and this and that. I've been a little bit uh, lacking. I need yeah. to post a song. I need to, I need to make myself post something. Yes, absolutely. It's time. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Make, make stuff. That's, that's the thing. That's the you, don't, you don't always have to. You don't always have to make everything so well-produced and it's like that with any medium, and I think that's a distraction. Yes. Uh, like you said, you know, your, your dad had to make everything perfect. It don't always have to be perfect. Mm-mm. Sometimes you can just use a one camera, and yeah. one angle, and yep. sit in front of it and do something, and it's somebody called, else would think that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's called continuous improvement. Yeah. Get 80% of the way there. Get 50% of the way there. Uh, get for <laughs> blah. Get 50% of the way there. And start to continually improve so that you are perfect
1: later. Exactly. You know, you'll never be perfect, but just keep trying. Right. Yeah, that's the goal. Don't don't let technology and don't let this the strive for protect protection. Perfection mm-hmm. slow you down and be a distraction. Absolutely.
0: So you can find me at michaelworth.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-A-R-T-H dot com. And the show. I know I'm going to screw this up. You can find us at Simplecast.
1: Yeah, but if they're listening to this, haven't they already found us? Oh, that's li- a good point. If they're listening to the show. If you they- can, if
0: you want to find our website for the show, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's allwalksofart.simplecast.fm.com. No? No.com. What's FM? i bet i want to i bet it's only 2 35 in the afternoon and i'm thankfully i don't have to drive anywhere and i'm in the woods you know <laughs> i got i got called i got called eccentric the other day
1: <laughs> i Speaking can't say of i'm this, surprised I, I gotta
0: say this let's <laughs> hear it Wait,
1: who,
0: who? i know we're trying to wrap this up and if you're still listening kudos to you i'm glad you're here there's a little
1: p.s for you yeah a little bonus time
0: i uh for some of you don't know, I kind of look like the caveman on uh, those Geico commercials. I've I just, I've let my hair go. All hair. Yeah. I just.
1: The I'm, hair on your head. I am growing. Face.
0: Yeah. I am growing hair out of orifices <laughs> and off my head, out of my face to where I just, it's not an I don't care thing. It's just, I'm trying to get it to a point where I can go to a, a beautician. And get my hair cut. You know, I don't I don't want to look like Kip Winger for crying out
1: loud. Why not? I'd love to look like it. You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Well, um, but, you know, a friend of mine got a hold of me. He so said he saw a photo. and He said, dude, you're, you're getting pretty eccentric there. You're not. It's like you're not taking care of yourself. And, yeah, I was a little distracted by it. I got to put that word in there because that's what the episode is about. And I got to thinking, he's probably right. I probably need to take care of myself. I need to get a suit and a tie and look like everybody else. But I'm not everybody else. I'm an artist. Just like you listening to this show. You don't have to be like everybody else. You got to be yourself.
1: And I know how you're, profound you're t- this you're is. You're taking a regular bath. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I would
0: yeah, I'd take a shower every day. Einstein
1: and, didn't comb his hair. So, I mean, I think <laughs> right? I don't work.
0: look like that yet. But you know, I I get it. My hair's loud at times. But anyway, I'm gonna let this show go. I hope you're not distracted by anything and I hope you enjoy the show. I really do. If you do, go make a comment on uh whatever platform you're listening to it on. And if you don't like it, be sure to leave that too, because I wanna I wanna hear good and bad. Hate drives me. Hate hate is good. <laughs> <laughs> um if you want to be part of a, of the Discord server, just go to our website and you can join there. There's a link at the top right-hand corner of the website, at least for now it is. Maybe someday that will change when Simplecast wants to do something different. But at any rate, I am going to go. I'm going to finish my second glass of Jim Beam.
1: Ooh, I think it's time for a ride. I'm going to take and, a little ride. Uh,
0: we're going we're gonna to let this go. Paul, it's great to have you. Great to be here. It was a lot of fun. I'm gonna relax the rest of the day. I'm starting my vacation today. Oh hell yeah! I don't have to go back to work for a week. Are you serious? Yeah. Lucky dog. Happy birthday to fucking me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, anyway,
1: now that I've hey been hey kind of meet hey. huh? What a week with a week with no work. Uh, and in a week we should have some good art. <laughs> no distractions. Yes, I'm actually. Or you're full shit
0: funny as that is we talked about jack daniels so many times today even though we're drinking jim beam i am working on a jack daniels painting right now in in addition to the makers 46 that i know is kind of way up there in price and it's gonna be a little harder for me to sell that is a whole nother discussion about how i do my work but <laughs> god darn i gotta go this is we're, we're an hour no two, distractions we're like an hour and 20 minutes into This be all right We're not going to charge extra for this. It's a beautiful day.
1: Let's do this. So, make art.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Go away. Go do something. Go make art. (laughs) All right. I am hitting the stop button right now. See you, Paul.
1: Later.